your name we have gathered in no other name and therefore father god in heaven we are asking that in this gathering oh god make yourself known spirit of the living god i ask that you would touch every heart let your light expose every darkness and let your name be glorified even as we speak your word oh god in heaven lord let your word come with authority let your word come forth with power and let your word transform the lives of the hearers that the name of jesus be glorified in jesus mighty and matchless name amen please be seated in god's awesome presence god is good and all the time god is good and all the time god is good hallelujah praise the name of the lord hallelujah amen praise god okay quickly let's open our bibles to the book of luke chapter 2 book of luke chapter 2 and we're reading from verses 41 to 52 praise the name of the lord praise god are we all there okay and our custom will read together one to go every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for Passover feast. When he was 12 years old, they went to the feast as they always did or according to the Jewish custom. After the feast days were over, they started home. The boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that Jesus was with them in the group, they traveled for a whole day. Then they began to look for him among their family and friends. And when they did not find him, they went back to the Jerusalem to look for him there. After three days, they found Jesus sitting in the temple with teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and answers. When Jesus' parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why did you do this to us? Have you treated us this way? Look, behold, your father and I were very worried, distressed, in pain about you and have been looking for you. Jesus said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house or about my father's business? But they did not understand the meaning of what he said. Jesus went with them to Nazareth and was obedient to them, lived under their authority. But his mother kept in her mind all that had happened, treasured all these things in her heart. Jesus became wiser and grew physically, grew in wisdom and stature or height. People liked him and pleased God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For the sake of those who are taking notes, which I always encourage, the title of my sermon this afternoon is Winning with God. Hallelujah. Winning with God. All throughout the month of February, as the way of introduction, just as when the prayers were going on, we said that, you know, this is a month to explore the power of relationships. Hallelujah. And so all throughout this month of February, all we are looking at is relationships using or from the lenses of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. The title again for this sermon is Winning with God. Hallelujah. 
and you realize that for those of us who are here in the month of January, we started the month of January by looking at the subject of destiny. Hallelujah. The subject of destiny. And I said that first and foremost, that destiny is an assignment ordained by God for an individual to fulfill. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Your destiny was not chosen by you. Your destiny was predetermined by God. In other words, you had no role to play in God deciding your destiny. Just like the Bible tells us, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, talking about Jeremiah, it said, Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you, and I ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. Praise God. In other words, for everyone that is seated here, even before your parents imagined your conception, God already predetermined, according to his counsel, what you should be. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we summarize the whole day by saying that the fulfillment occurs, rather, fulfillment occurs when your obedience meets destiny. Praise God. Many a times you encounter people that say that all that I want from life is just to be happy. Praise the Lord. But you come to understand that life is not just about being happy, but about being fulfilled. Hallelujah. Fulfillment should be the apex of anyone's pursuit in life. Praise God. So your agenda for life is not just to make money. Your agenda is not just to get married or finish school or whatever it is. Your agenda for life should be what? I must be what? Fulfilled. And your fulfillment can only happen when your obedience is in tandem with what God has identified for you to do in life. Praise the Lord. And I recall that I said that no matter how glorious your destiny may be, praise the Lord, no matter until we engage the fulfillment of destiny according to the template of Jesus, hallelujah, perpetual defeat and stagnation will be the order of the day. Hallelujah. So in other words, we understand that Jesus is the blueprint. Praise God. If you want to talk about your destiny in Christ and how to fulfill that destiny, you must use Jesus as your template. Um, for the sake of conversation, because um, I know for those who are watching online or, or perhaps you're here, in your, if you're one of those who are pedantic and you say, oh, that's not Jesus. Um, I'm not saying that is Jesus. I'm just saying it's the best representation of the person of Jesus. Hallelujah. I recall some time um, I posted something on Instagram and a friend of mine or someone that I knew, I don't want to say he's my friend, you know, someone that I knew, all of a sudden sent me a DM, you know, said, take that down. That is blasphemy. That's not Jesus. I said, whether Jesus is black or white, I don't care. Praise the Lord. It makes no meaning to me. The only thing I care about is what, what he did and what I have to do in life. As a matter of fact, from then on, I blocked him on social media. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And ever since then, I have not heard from him. Praise God. Because you see, when it comes to things like this, I don't bother arguing. It's a waste of time for me to argue scripture with people. The Holy Spirit is there to convict you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so this morning, my intention is to first and foremost establish that for everyone who identifies Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior is a winner. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not a statement of motivation. It's your reality. Praise the Lord. Why don't you say with me that what? I am a winner. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I like how Paul put it succinctly. And he said, he said, I put two versions here um, from a, a version of the Bible. He says, but 
I thank God who always leads us in victory because what? Of Christ. That wherever we go, God uses us to make clear what it means to know Christ. It is like the fragrance that fills the air. Hallelujah. And the New Living Translation says that what we thank God for the power Christ has given us. Why? Because he leads us and makes us win in everything. That's very key. That Jesus, as a result of the victory that Christ obtained for you and I, by destiny, he makes me to win at everything. And so, so long as you're in pursuit of destiny, praise God, the only place you can fail is outside destiny. Praise the Lord. Because so long as you align yourself to what God has ordained for you to do, I guarantee you that what you are destined to win. Praise God. And so perhaps you're on the part of destiny and you're not seeing victory, so to speak. It's your responsibility to enforce that victory. Why? Because by nature you were what? Born to win. Hallelujah. And it says that he speaks through us. And this is the reason why we are winners. Because your victory is the publication of Christ. Praise God. Christ gains publicity as a result of your victory. That is why it says that what he speaks through us. Wherever we go, the good news is like a sweet smell to those who hear it. Praise God. So every time somebody comes here to share a testimony... That is God's way of validating his personality and his agenda to, it, to the people whom he has called his own. Praise God. And so you understand that testimonies are not just ordinary. Testimonies are God's way of justifying who he truly is. And so when people came here to testify, oh, I got a job, I did some, and did that. They are only validating to what Christ has ordained for you and I. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so if we're going to look at relationships this month, we must first of all establish that relationships, first and foremost, are two-dimensional. Praise God. In other words, it is vertical in nature, which talks about our relationship with God. And it's also horizontal. Hallelujah. Just like we read in the anchor text for this month, the Bible tells us clearly, it says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, and he found favor with God and what with men. You see, one of the things that the enemy tries to use to keep the people of God bound is that we tend to major in some certain things and minor in the other. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I will explain. Now, for many of us who perhaps you grew up in the church or in court, you're very spiritual. Your agenda would be that you know what? God is all that I care about. Praise the Lord. And so for that reason, you begin to say, oh, all I care about is God, 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 God. That's fantastic. You will make heaven. Praise God. If that's your agenda, you would make heaven. But guess what? If God is all that you are seeking and you neglect people, you will be frustrated on this earth. Praise God. I say it again. If God is all that you are seeking and you neglect men, in other words, you neglect people, you will make heaven, but your Christian experience here on earth will be very frustrated. Praise the Lord. And so the passage we read clearly tells us that what people liked Jesus. There was a reason why. 
there was a reason why that he not only found favor with God, but the people around him liked him. So there was something Christ was doing that ensured that he was finding favor in the sight of people. And so for us to live a balanced life, yes, it is good to seek God. But in seeking God, don't neglect the role that people have to play in the fulfillment of destiny. And so therefore, don't be too proud to say, oh, I don't need you. All I need is God. It's a foolish statement. Praise the Lord. So sometimes you see people saying, oh, you know what? I don't care if you like, do whatever you want. Don't forget, you need people. Hallelujah. Amen. And so that's what we're going to be doing through all, the, all throughout this month. But for us to be able to examine that, we must first of all go back to the original design. And I said here that life was never designed by God to be lived exclusive of God. Praise the Lord. God never intended at the point of creation that you and I should live a life that is totally separate from him. Praise God. Because when you understand that God is your source and my source, it is only wisdom that we align to the source for us to be sustained. Praise the Lord. Am I making sense? It is only wisdom that you and I align to our source in order for you and I to be sustained. Now you look at what the Bible tells us here in the book of John chapter 15. Clearly, John 15 from verses 15 verse 5. Jesus was speaking here and he says that I am the vine and you are the branches. Praise the Lord. I am the vine and you are the branches. And he says that he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Praise God. He who what abides in me. That key word abide is very, very key. Because to abide means to remain. Praise the Lord. You are not here nor there. You are, you are, you are just dwelling. That so long as you dwell with God, that's what guarantees our fruitfulness. Because for without him, you and I can do nothing. Praise the Lord. For without him, you and I can do nothing. Praise God. You see, oftentimes I hear people, particularly in the um, personal development space or the motivational industry or whatever it is, you know, some people, for those who perhaps may have accrued some level of success and they say, oh, I'm a self-made millionaire. You see, the reality of it is you are judging you being self-made by human standards. Praise God. But when you judge yourself by godly standards, you understand that you cannot really be self-made. Because even the breath in your lungs, God was the one who provided them. Praise God. And so for that reason, that understanding is absolutely key. And if I said that Jesus is our template, you see the secret to all that Jesus did in his life. John chapter 3. The Bible tells us that Nicodemus came to Jesus at night to ask him a question. And he said that this man came by night and said to him, Rabbi, he says, for we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So my announcement to someone here, 
If you want to do anything remarkable in your life, then your decision must start today. If you haven't made that decision, that you must be with God. Hallelujah. Because he's the one that is responsible for the outcomes of your life. Praise the Lord. Your responsibility must be that what I must align myself with God if truly I'm going to fulfill all God has called me to do. Just to give us some few examples of those who did remarkable things in scripture. Because the truth is the Bible is not a storybook. Praise God. The Bible is a proof of what God did before and is willing to do again. Praise God. The Bible is what? The proof of what God did before and he's willing to do it again. And so anything you see in scripture is God telling you that what? I'm able to do it in this day and in this time. Praise the Lord. And so look at the story of Joseph first and foremost. We know that no matter how things were bad for for Joseph in quote the bible tells us in genesis 39 verse 2 it says now his master saw that the lord was what with him and that the lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hands you see when you if i've ever been, if you have ever experienced frustration praise god then you will acknowledge the need of god praise god if you have ever experienced true frustration, you are doing everything, but it's not working. Because you see, sometimes we think, oh, you do this, do that, and everything will just work. Sometimes when you're going through challenges, you put two and two together in your mind, you know, okay, you know, if I do this, I do that, apply for this job, I get this job, I get my salary, I pay off my debt, and life will be all fantastic. But guess what? It doesn't go as you plan. Then you begin to experience frustration then you understand the genuine need for God. Because the Bible said that what except the Lord builds a house. It's very, very key that there are some people, because sometimes we believe that destiny is just due to hard work alone. But there are some people who work hard but have nothing to show for it. And there are people who do less and have so much to show. Praise God. And so you understand the God factor in the fulfillment of destiny. Like the testimony that Rashallah was sharing today, he was saying that, you know, when you look at the criteria for the promotion, he didn't meet the criteria. And guess what? There are some people in that office who overmet the criteria but didn't get it. Praise God. And that's life. Why? Because God never designed this life to be lived exclusive of him. He must be the reason why you and I exist. Praise God. And so that was the life of Joseph. But look at the life of David. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 Samuel 18 from verses 12 to 14. It said, now Saul was afraid of David. Why? Because the Lord was with him. He says, but departed from Saul and therefore Saul removed him from his presence and made him captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved what wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Praise God. And so, if your testimony is going to be good, the agenda must be that what? The Lord must be with me. And so, just for, for the sake of advice, if you're doing anything this year, 
the very first question you will ask yourself is what? Who is in your corner? Praise God. Because like the title of the sermon says, winning with God. If God is not present, there is no need to start. Number one, because you would waste resources. You would waste time in building relationships, in going into business, whatever it is. If God is not in it, there is no need to venture into it. Praise God. Because it's the God factor that guarantees the outcome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the question that I have for us this morning is simply this. Is God the essence of your life or the accessory to your existence? Praise God. I'll give you an example. You see, for many of us here, we all look nice. You came with a handbag. You're wearing earrings. You're wearing your wristwatch or your necklace or whatever it is. All those things are accessories to who you are. They only enhance what you have. Praise the Lord. And so when God is an accessory, you are simply saying that what? I don't really need God, but I just need him to make me more beautiful. And so let's put it in practice. I need to get a job. I know someone that can help me get the job, so I involve God. But the moment I get the job, I can drop off the accessory. Praise God. I need to get married, or I'm trusting God for children. I know someone who's guaranteed the outcome. So I take on the accessory. And when I get what I want, what do I do? I abandon the accessory. But when he is the essence of your life, in other words, there is nothing I can do without him. Praise God. There is nothing I can do without him. And that must be the question we must ask ourselves. Why did you come to church today? Did you come to church today to seek God because he's an accessory to what you want? Or did you come to seek him because without him, you know that there is no you? That is the question that you and I must ask ourselves today. Because it makes a whole lot of difference. It makes the difference in every single thing. And guess what? God being so merciful, he will play the role of an accessory. But guess what? When you seek the blessing and not the blesser, the blessing cannot stay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so for some reason, it becomes a cycle over and over and over again. But my agenda this afternoon is to ensure that Jesus is the essence of your life. Praise God. He is the essence of your life. So quickly, we'll just look at two things. Are things that hinder our relationships with God. Hallelujah. The things that serve as vices to our relationship with God. And number one, I want to say is tradition without understanding. Praise the Lord. Tradition without understanding. If we quickly go to the anchor text of the scripture today, the verse 41 of it says what? Every year, every year, I kept on pondering, every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the feast. And when the 12 years old, when he was 12 years old, they went again to the feast as they always did. Hallelujah. Tradition without understanding. In other words, the things that would hinder you and I from having a solid relationship with God is when we do things over and over again without understanding the meaning of what we're doing. Praise God. It's an enemy to our relationship. Why? Because... The moment you do things over and over again, you lose the essence of it. Praise God. 
So again, I ask the question, why do you do your morning devotion? Do you do it just to tick register in heaven that if the angel should ask, did you pray today? I raise my hands. Praise God. Why do you even come for prayer meetings? Is it just to prove that you're a good Christian? Or are you just seeking for more of Jesus? Hallelujah. Because these are pertinent questions we must ask. Tradition without what? Understanding. The Bible says that what? They went every year. Every year they went. But guess what? The danger of this tradition is that what? It will lead to what? What I call what? Familiarity. Praise God. And I will drive home my point. Why did Jesus get missing? Because technically speaking, it was the case of home alone. You know, how many of them watch home alone? You know, they were going on a holiday and they forgot their son. They assumed that he was in the car with them. Praise God. And that's the same case here. The Bible says that what? They what? And after the feast days were over, they started home. And the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents did not know, thinking that Jesus was with them in the group. And they traveled for a whole day. It is dangerous to assume that you are in right standing with God. Praise the Lord. It is highly dangerous and naive to assume that you are in right standing with God and not fully sure. If I was to ask that question today, how many of us are sure you're making heaven? How many of us are sure that you're making heaven? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of us are sure that you're making heaven? Praise the Lord. Because you see, these are the things that It's highly key that you are certain where you are going. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible clearly tells us that the only condition to be saved is that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And so you see that assumption would lead you to error. That the only reason why Jesus got missing was that Mary and Joseph assumed that Jesus was with them. It is dangerous for you to go through life assuming that Christ is with you. But I love how the story ended. Because the moment they realized that he was no longer there, they went back to where they met Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's what I'm ending my sermon this morning. That perhaps you started the journey with Jesus. But we are no longer sure. Just like Mary and Joseph, they went back to Jerusalem. Because Jerusalem was the place where they lost him. Praise God. Do you know where you lost your Savior? Praise the Lord. Was it on the place of you committing sin that you are no longer sure whether he's with you or not? The Bible says that what? I stand in the door and I knock. If anyone is willing to open, I, Jesus, will come and I'll sup with him. Praise the name of the Lord. And so these are the things that you must be mindful of. Because if we're going to look through the relations that we're going to look through this month, because next week we're carrying on this same series now, finding out how dead do I win with God? Because number one is that you must have that consciousness. You must have that consciousness that you know what? God is with me. God is with me. 
it must enter into your innermost being because that's how we win in this kingdom praise the lord that's why paul was saying that if god can be for me who then can be against me it is no longer theory it's a statement of fact it's my assurance of salvation and so perhaps again like i said if you're not sure if you're not sure if you're not sure why don't you take steps to ensure that you're sure praise god no pun intended praise the lord hallelujah amen and so i end with this quote because i love to i love quotes by now if you know me i just love quotes because they drive home the point and it says that royalty is our identity in christ servanthood is our assignment however intimacy with god is our life source intimacy with god is our life source god should never on any account be an accessory to our living he must be the essence of our life let us bow our heads as we pray perhaps you are watching me online or you are here today on ground and you have not yet made jesus the lord of your life or perhaps you have made him the lord of your life but you chose to abandon the relationship and went to do the things that you felt was necessary. Jesus is making that invitation again today. And he's saying, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Why don't you say with me, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. You died for me on the cross of Calvary. On the third day, you rose again. I ask that you forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with your blood. Help me to walk in the realities of the new creation. Even as I confess you as the Lord and personal Savior of my life. Everlasting Father God in heaven, I thank you for the privilege to speak your word to your people. The Bible said that the entrance of your word bringeth light and it giveth understanding to the simple. Father, I pray for everyone who has heard or who is yet to hear that Lord, speak to their hearts, O God. Let these words bring about a change in their lives. And at the end of the day, let all the glory return to you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.